Welcome back to the program. I'm Rabina Ahmed Haq, and this is On Point. Have you been watching what's happening in the real estate market? Um, since the Bank of Canada started raising interest rates, a lot of people have become afraid of getting into the market because of where interest rates are going. Uh, sellers who thought they could get X amount, maybe at the beginning of the year, are now thinking, oh my goodness, have I missed the peak? Could I have made an extra hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. Even in my own neighborhood, I've noticed prices have come down about ten percent since the peak. And so I can imagine someone who wants to sell and maybe was a little bit slow getting their house ready. Anyone who sold a house knows how much work it goes goes into just getting the house ready. Now may feel like, ooh, maybe I missed that peak and I'm not going to make as much money. I guess the the argument is that you're also selling into a market and then buying into one that's a little bit more depressed than than it would have been three months ago. Can't time everything, but at the same time, it can give you a little bit of remorse that I could have could have gotten a little bit more earlier. And then there's the other side of it: the people who bought homes, especially in January, February, or March when prices were really peaking, uh, before the Bank of Canada really made an indication that they were going to raise rates. Uh, a lot of them are now underwater. Their home is worth less than how much they owe. Remember that whole story back in 0809 in the United States? There is a group of people now that definitely are in a position where they don't know whether they should hang on to their house because it's not worth what they paid for it. But selling it is a whole different story. All the real estate costs, the lawyer's fees, the, you know, just the cost of moving, period. Uh, you move your house, it's a few thousand dollars just for movers, right? Now, there's a the really big expense goes into moving house. I wanted to talk about what's going on in the real estate market. If you are someone who's thinking about selling right now, uh, what this market means to you, what you should be aware of. Sharina Hussein is a lawyer and founder of Academic Collaboration Consulting and an instructor of infrastructure and real estate at the Schulich School of Business at York University. And she joins me now. Joins me now. Hi, Sharina. Hi, Rabina. How are you? I'm doing really well, but not as good as, uh, well, much better, I should say, as those people who might be thinking of selling their home right now. What do you make of that? Some people feeling a little bit like they missed the boat, so to speak, uh, on home prices because they waited too long to put their home on the market. Well, that's a very difficult situation to be in, especially when, as you mentioned, you see the prices beginning to take a bit off the top in certain uh, locations. Other areas, the prices have somewhat stabilized such that we're not seeing the type of bidding wars that we would have otherwise seen a year ago. And for, for those individuals, I know the temptation is to panic and think about how to get out of this or try to maximize every dollar. My advice in this regard is to take a step back and Think about this in the context of what does it mean for my living situation? How does this impact my, um, my finances? And then how can I manage this in the context of the fact that borrowing costs may be higher, but the underlying land or the areas that I live do have a considerable amount of demand and it's somewhat attractive. So being able to play to what is our realistic um, valuations for what is truly a supply demand balance is really your way of looking through the areas of panic that might be sitting in and otherwise take it one step at a time to think about maybe you should sell, maybe you should consider renting portions of your home, or even think about perhaps waiting um, a few months or so to get a sense as to how potential buyers in the market may react to the new norm of higher borrowing costs. 
Yeah. And this is the problem is that people capitulate, right? They get scared. They want to get out. They just want to get rid of whatever decision they did made three months ago. And in the end, they not only lose out on that asset, but they lose out on any gains that they might have, you know, two, three, four years from now. Uh, You know, I always say that you have to think about the situation you were in when you bought that property. And over time, like 15, 20 years, if you plan on owning it, you're still going to be ahead than someone who didn't buy anything. But for somebody who's sitting on the sidelines and saying, uh, you know, uh, interest rates are going up. Uh, we know the Bank of Canada more than likely is going to raise rates by 75 basis points. You know, what do you say to those sellers that are thinking maybe this is not the time to sell? Maybe this is the time to take their home off the market. Well, that's a really good perspective. And I like to look at housing that you are otherwise living in as a consumption, as opposed to it being seen purely as an investment. And the reason why I say this is because the amount of cash flow that's going in and out of your home is comparable to the cost associated with then renting. Uh, a similar home for your similar consumption needs in terms of shelter. Whereas if you're an individual who's thinking about um, having a rental property for just passive investment income, then your decision-making process is different. So if you're that uh, potential seller that still is satisfied with your current living situation, and you're at a point whereby maybe you've seen the equity in your home grow tremendously in the past few years, but maybe not um, that extra scuff off the top isn't quite there as it was a few months ago, you are still relatively ahead if you're able to sit back and look at what your month cash flow situation would be if you are renting a comparable property. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Um, you know, sort of look at the market that you're going into and your financial situation if you're to sell and rent or sell and go somewhere else and then compare whether it's worth putting that house on the market or not. Um, you, you talked about rental um, in cottage country, first the sales side of it. Uh, in some cases, for example, in Ontario, prices were up more than 45% in some areas year over year, if you look back to just 2021. Um, but now those prices have slowed. Not as many people are willing to buy cottages, but the rental market remains strong. You can't rent a cottage to save your life right now. Um, <laughs> what do you make of this conundrum? You know, so to like, uh, if someone, you know, has a property that they bought, it's fallen in value, but they're getting all this money from the rental uh, income. Uh, what do you make of that, uh, that situation right now? Well, I see two trends. The first being um, since March 2020, there has been a shift in how we value our space in our time away from home, such that being able to have that escape that comes with cottage life is far more desirable. Pair that with the trend that we're seeing with the availability of short-term rentals that comes with cottage country, whether it's an Airbnb, whether it's an extended stay, or even being able to rent for entire seasons, those options weren't necessarily available a few years ago. So if you pair those two together, If you're someone who's thinking about enjoying that cottage experience, but not necessarily wanting to put the capital down to acquire um, a property, you can still experience um, some of that cottage life cycle on, say, a weekly basis or a few weeks over the course of the year. And for those individuals that are thinking about potentially owning those properties, they should be also thinking about any supplementary uh, rental income they can get when they're not occupying that space as well. So that market has changed quite a bit. And just the higher cost of borrowing has really magnified just what it means to look at your net operating income when it comes to handling cottage properties. 
Yeah, Sharina, thank you so much for all of that. It's really an interesting time in the real estate market from any point of view, whether you're a buyer, a seller, or even if you're just a homeowner and you're watching, you know, in your own neighborhood prices fluctuate. It's such an interesting time to see how, uh, see what's going on in the market and see how people are reacting to decisions that they made just a few months ago. Uh, it, it, it really is um, heartbreaking that some people bought at the peak and now are sitting on homes that um, are worth less than how much they owe. It, that's, a, that's not a good place to be. Thank you so much, Trina, for joining us. Thanks for having me. That's Trina Hussain. She's a lawyer and founder of Academic Collaboration Consulting and, and an instructor of infrastructure and real estate at the Schulich School of Business at York University. One of the things you should do before you buy any home is the bank already stress tests you, but you can stress test yourself too. Add two, three, four, five percentage points to whatever interest rate the bank is offering you. Can you still afford it? And that's what you should make your decision on. Not, you know, trying to get in with every last penny that you have saved in your bank account, every penny of your salary going towards paying that mortgage down. That's when we get ourselves in trouble. And trust your decision because over 15, 20 years, buying at the peak is not going to matter. Your home is still going to gain in value and there will be ups and downs. There'll be years where you make more, make less, but you'll still have an asset at the end. And like Sharina says, see it as a consumable, not as an investment. And then I think that point of view will change the way you feel about your home.